Welcome to Ms. Lyrics Poetry Outlaws, a show about all things poetry. I'm your host, Catherine Owen. Good morning, Outlaws. Still dark out there. Getting super mild for January. It's bizarre. I'm not complaining, but it's weird. Uh, Yeah, my brain's a little bit dopey despite all the coffee. I've been writing mm, about a thousand words a day for the past couple of months, working on my YA novel called Verse. So some mornings um, my eyes are burning and my brain feels sluggish, but that shall pass. I uh, got up at six. My partner calls me a word farmer. He says I keep getting up earlier and earlier and going to bed earlier and earlier. But the mornings are incredibly productive for me, not always in terms of how much work I accomplish, but in that feeling of space and time and clarity and calm when more of the rest of the world is still sleeping. And I feel like I can enter the day more effectively if I've had that couple of hours in the morning with poetry and poetics. And then at about eight o'clock or so, my body starts to say, eat some toast. So I'm on the verge of that. But first of all, I'm going to do this episode this morning on openers, um, part of our series where I'm talking about books in my collection of poetic criticism and theory and entrees into thinking about the life of being a poet. And today I'm going to do another uh, book by a Canadian poet, Mary Dalton. And unlike the um, Mary Rufel on um, the one I did first, which was on uh, lectures she'd done over the past, I don't know, 20 years or so. And then the second one I did was Steve Hyten. That was more essays in chapter form. Uh, this book called Edge is essays, reviews, and interviews. So it's a real mishmash, melange of different uh, poetics genres uh, that I think are all really vital. You know, we want to read essays on the, the poet's thinkings. We want to read reviews on their perceptions of other poets' books. And then interviews, always an engaging genre where you get the repartee and the parry between the interviewer and the interviewee. And Edge came out from Palimpsest Press in 2015, and they have a bit of a series of books, of essays and memoirs and reviews and interviews that came out from uh, poets like Jeffrey Donaldson and uh, M. Travis Lane. I have both of those. I think I probably have all in that series. It's um, a very engaging sequence of texts. And I'm going to read you a little bit about what this book is like as a whole. Uh, Mary Dalton is probably most well-known Newfoundland writer for her uh, book, Mary Begot, which utilizes uh, Newfoundland uh, diction and idiom uh, to great richness. And also she has Hooking a Book of Centos and Red Ledger, amongst others. And this text combines 30 years of essays, reviews, and interviews, and it focuses on a need to reconfigure how the margin is seen in literature, culture, and politics. She explores the work of writers and artists who occupy an imaginative threshold or edge. So she focuses on everybody from Samuel Beckett to uh, the paintings of Gerald Squires to the vernacular poetry of John Steffler. 
And she's very focused on celebrating what she calls as people being grounded in their place, people knowing where they were, who they were, having a sense of connection to the land. So Tannis MacDonald says about um, Edge, she says, the multiplicity of her writing on culture, art, literature, language, and community makes Edge a genially obstreperous archive. That's wonderful. Unabashed in its love for cultural creation and disdainful of artistic pretense. Important. And uh, Simon Vigneault says that it's a thorough exploration of Newfoundland's spoken culture and a lot of rumination on the edge between margin and center. So I opened randomly uh, in this book and I found that I was in the middle of an interview that focuses mainly on poetry and contests from 2012. Um, Definitely a preoccupation of ours in this uh, contemporary society. What contests mean, prizes, awards, uh, competitions, uh, how it seems to separate poets who win, poets who don't win, and those who get certain opportunities as a result or not. Uh, So my eyes lit upon two questions, so I will read them and her answers. And then we will end with a random poem from the Polish poet Wyslawa Zimborska. So the question is, and I think who's asking these questions, it's Portia Carrier, whom I do not know. So here we go. She says, since this is a poetry contest for emerging authors, what are your thoughts on contests like these geared specifically for those of us still starting out? Okay, so focusing on the beginnings. And Mary Dalton says, my thoughts on contests are these. Enter them if you think you must, as one would enter a lottery. A lottery which gives your poem a chance to find new readers and a chance to earn some money. Understand that tastes in poetry, as in all else, differ, and that being chosen as a winner indicates simply that your poem was lucky enough to find a reader who is sympathetic to your kind of making. Don't allow winning to puff you up. Don't allow being ignored to cast you down. For various reasons, contests have become common. While they may help to get your work known and perhaps attract the attention of editors and publishers, there is a danger in taking them too seriously. That's my recommendation to think of them as a lottery and not much more. Absolutely. And, you know, we have to remember that a lot of the reason why these contests exist is because um, otherwise the literary magazines in this country wouldn't be as supported. So people will often enter contests in these lit mags in order to get subscriptions to them uh, with the entry fee of 25 or 35 or 40 dollars. So that's certainly part of the economy of contests. And um, yeah, they're, they're very connected to, you know, multiple uh, networks that have very little to do often with the quality of the work, though sometimes, fortunately, they do. Uh, and then she says in her final question, do you have advice for young or emerging poets, not just those hoping to win this contest? And Mary Dalton responds wisely, ah, the advice, so easy to give, especially with the passing of years and the advantage of hindsight, so hard to follow. But since you ask, I'll play Polonius for a moment. Read widely, voraciously, passionately. 
Contemporary poems and poems through the ages. Absolutely. Reading is your best teacher. Learn the craft. Definitely. Learn about formal structures of various kinds so that you can smash them if you want. If you don't know them, you can't smash them. Read not only poetry, but fiction, philosophy, history, anthropology, myth. Yes, read everything. Haunt galleries and museums. See everything. Feed your mind and spirit. Take good care of your body. Can't write without it. Be with people who have a positive energy who foster your belief in yourself. Definitely. Live every day of your life. Make a writing schedule. It's a net to catch the days, indubitably. If it needed to go on a t-shirt, this advice, I'd say, read, write, revise, and over, and over, and over again. Okay, outlaws, um, this wonderful Wislawa Zimborska book, View with a Grain of Sand, selected poems, uh, fell into my hand in the darkness of my bedroom bookcase and opened to this poem. So here we go, Allegro ma non troppo, by Wislawa Zimborska. I'm sure that I am butchering the Polish, but there you go. She's a wonderful poet. Life, you're beautiful, I say. You just couldn't get more fecund, more befrogged or nighting gaily, more anthillful or sprout spouting. I'm trying to court life's favor to get into its good graces, to anticipate its whims. I'm always the first to bow, always there where it can see me with my humble, reverent face, soaring on the wings of rapture, falling under waves of wonder. Oh, how grassy is this hopper! How this berry ripely rasps! I would never have conceived it if I weren't conceived myself. Life, I say, I've no idea what I could compare you to. No one else can make a pine cone and then make the pine cones clone. I praise your inventiveness, bounty, sweep, exactitude, sense of order, gifts that border on witchcraft and wizardry. I just don't want to upset you, tease or anger, vex or rile. For millennia, I've been trying to appease you with my smile. I tug at life by its leaf hem. Will it stop for me just once, momentarily forgetting to what end it runs and runs. You've been listening to Miss Lyrics Poetry Outlaws. Stay fierce, word musicians.